Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. And I'm Alan Furstenberg, and welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Man, it's good. <laughs> this is going to air in 2021, which I, I'm going to say lots of, of good things happen, but oh man, I'm ready for 2020 to be over. So looking forward to 2021 and, and, <laughs> and all, you know, I know things aren't going to change instantly. No, they're but, not. <laughs> but there's this optimism that New Year's bring that I, I mm -hmm. truly think uh, is justified this new year. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, there's definitely, um, I think we still have a little bit of a bumpy road, uh, the first part of uh, 2021, but hopefully um, vaccines can get out to all the uh, communities that will be able to figure out a way uh, to make that as fair and as efficient as possible um, so that uh, we can we can get as many people protected and I and I have that same wish throughout the world I just we just yeah. need to get get this taken care of um, so that's that's my my big thing if there's only one thing could happen this year then I would say yeah just figure that out but no, you know, hopefully there's there's a lot coming up this year. Uh, certainly, as developers, I think we're looking forward to a lot of um, a lot of interesting stuff, both in in our professions, you know, in our, our our personal professions, and in this voice industry as a whole. Yep. That uh, so so what are I, what are you most looking forward to? That you hope will come out. Let's put it that way. Or yeah. Um, oh man, I've had some things on my list for years. Yeah, and we and we've talked about that list. <laughs> and before, we have but and we have talked about that. those. <laughs> um, but really, the thing that I'm thinking about is that there still is a lot of um, inequality on um, on which countries different features are available for. I'm thinking specifically monetization. For example, if I uh, were to distribute things just in the, the Alexa English speaking countries that are available, uh, that's US, UK, Canada, Australia, and India, then um, in skill purchasing is only available in US and UK. So I, I would like to see more uh, equalization as far as which features and that's just one example that there yeah. are other examples of different features like I you know, I think quick links were officially but, just released so, in the US and then they so let's stick to money let's stick yeah. to monetization for a moment because okay. I know that's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to uh, this year is that um, Google's announced a couple of times that there are new monetization features coming uh, and so this is this is Nothing that I've learned privately. I mean, we, we can't yeah. talk about stuff that we learn uh, from our contacts. But one thing they've announced publicly is that there will be new monetization features. Not that they've kind of told us what those are. Not that they've really said what it'll be like. And not that they've said that it won't be limited to the U.S. first. Because that's yeah. also pretty typical of Google. But just the fact that what's currently a, an, an abysmal um scenario just trying to use transactions on google is is nightmarish hopefully these will be features that that will will fix that so i think mo many many developers on the google side are looking forward to improvements there which have been promised so it's not even like these are 
on my my wish list of things that I know they're not going to do. This is something they've promised. So yes. we're hopeful on that front. Yeah, and maybe maybe 2021, you know, as I'm looking at doing cross-platform things and I'm working on and getting Snatch Word available on Bixby platform, that maybe 2021 will be the year that uh, Bixby adds um, some of those same in in um, capsule purchasing options. I thought there was some in, in you know what? There was some purchasing. There was some transaction features already. You know what? I am going to have to go back and look at that because I, if that's the case, I have missed the big uh, announcements on that. It's possible I have as well. I, you know, I'm I'm far out of that ecosystem. All right. Well, I need to plug back in because uh, hopefully, hopefully, I just missed something and I can start working on it today. So yeah. So as you said, seeing things come to to more. Uh, more international platforms would be nice. I'd like to see more internationalization as well. On the Google side, it's really frustrating that there's a lot of uh, locale support, but only on the phone, not on speakers. So it's possible to do things in a bunch of different languages, but you, ha you know, if you somehow get a smart speaker in, in those regions, you have to run it in English still. So it'd be really nice to see Google playing off their existing experience with, with mm -hmm. other locales and bring that to the, the broader speaker market and not just narrow it to, uh, to Android phones. Yeah, and um, I think that also goes along with, uh, with time zone. I've had to do uh, kind oh, of a, a hack with uh, time zones. I know we have a, a player, um, that's playing in a different country, but they're having to pretend like they're in the U.S. And so they're all, you know, the things that I've got with Snatchword just is based on if you're whichever locale that you're registered in, um, it picks a time zone. And in the United States, that's Eastern time zone. And so even though they're playing in a different country, they always get all their time um, stuff in Eastern Standard Time. Look, if, if we want to start talking about our fantasy wish list for 2021, <laughs> we can. But no, I'd, I'd love to see time zone. I'd love to see better time support in general, as you know, yep. we talked about uh, last year. Um, I'd love to see better locale support. You know, that was a feature that existed on the Dialogflow side that hasn't been moved over to Action Builder yet. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's lots of things like that that I'd love to see. I'm yeah. not overly optimistic on them, unfortunately. Yeah, so I, I guess I'm not necessarily making any big predictions on what's going to happen in voice uh, uh, voice dev in 2021. I would just like to see the things that they've already talked about and promised or that are in preview and beta just come out and be available. And well, so what things that are currently in preview or beta on the Alexa side are, are you looking most forward to? Well, I've, I've seen some things um, talked about in preview along the, the mobile integration stuff that mm. um, I've signed up for. You know, there was a, probably at least a half a dozen things that they demoed um, at the um, Alexa you know, dev days um, that, that I haven't been able to get on yet uh, as far as uh, signing up for the, the, the preview of. Um, so, so the mobile I'm, stuff is all preview. It's not not publicly available or not generally available. You yet. know what? I, I haven't seen, you know, once again, maybe maybe I've missed something, uh, but I haven't seen it. Uh, 
Um, you know, and I, I remember signing up for it as soon as it came out, and then I haven't heard anything, no emails or anything along those lines. So, you know, what one of the things that I think worries me about what 2021 could bring on that front is this division between what what something will look like on a mobile device and what something will look like on a non-mobile device, on a smart speaker or a smart display. Um, I know on the assistant side, app actions are a really, really cool thing. As I, as I mentioned last time, um, it's great that it's really easy to integrate voice into an action or into an app. Yep, a mobile um, app, yep. What, what kind of worries me though, is I wanna see those same kinds of interactions without the mobile device part. And right now, that's not there. So, you know, I can, I can say, uh, start a run. And if I say that to my phone, that's great. And it'll work and it'll, you know, start me on a guided run around the neighborhood or track my tracking my run around the neighborhood. But I can't say that to a smart speaker and have it just track my activity via my watch or say that to a speaker and just do the run on a treadmill. It's, it's this two level system that kind of bothers me. And I, I'm not sure exactly what the solution to this is. I know there are a couple of things that they could do to at least level some of the playing field. Right. That I hope they do in 2021. But again, I'm not optimistic. Well, and so it sounds like there's also a difference between what you could get on uh, an assistant on a smart speaker versus what you can get in Chromecast. So there's now there's starting to be this yeah division of um what's possible where and it makes the developer's job so much harder to understand all the different scenarios where this would work or this doesn't work because it's it's not really ever documented you know there's not like one table that says here's a list of all of the features and here's all the places where it's available right you know. you know so you don't know you know you've got rough ideas of here's what a platform here's what you know a smart speaker and a smart display offer but not some of these fuzzy in between platforms. Yeah. Um, and you're right. And until we get that sort of thing and until we, in, and until we get the tools to make it easy for developers to adapt to these different platforms. Yep. Um, I, I think we're going to see some developer resistance. And, and part of that is because we're going to see user resistance. You know, if, if a user says something or tries to do something, and it works sometimes, and they don't necessarily know that it's work. It's working different because you're saying it to a speaker versus your Chromecast versus your phone versus something else. Mm -hmm. if, well, and I've noticed a lot of users have the tendency to feel like, well, they did something wrong. Right. Therefore, it's it makes it a less of an experience because they feel like, well, I, I just don't know how to use this thing, and. And that may not be the case. No, I think it's important. You know, so I, I think there's a lot of responsibility all around. It's you know, it's the responsibility of the platforms to make sure that they build something that can be a consistent user user experience everywhere. But there's also this uh, this challenge to us as developers to make sure that when we build it, we make sure we take advantage of platforms where it makes sense and compensate where it doesn't and adapt and, and understand how to make an experience that if it doesn't work the same, at least works equivalently 
across platforms. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the challenges that I was working on with, uh, with Crosstalk yep. is making sure that, you know, even if we're dealing with some things that have a screen and some things that don't, it needs to at least be usable and comfortable for a user, no matter where they are. No, I agree. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I think there's just um, more progress that we can make. So maybe less leaps and bounds um, for, for this 2021, as far as more, more like filling in the gaps and making things smoother. More more evolution, less revolution. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's kind of where I'm looking for on 2021, yeah. hopefully. And you know, I, I, I think thinking back to how to deal with multiple platforms, I think we also, this is where I think we're gonna start seeing some tools helping us. And I think, I think probably the big story of 2021 across the board is gonna be in the tools and the tool sets and the capabilities that we have mm -hmm. and that we start to use. So, you know, we'll see things that can, uh, you know, we'll see those tools that instead of just saying, well, you're on an Alexa versus you're on a, a yeah. Google, or you're with a smart display on Alexa versus a speaker on Google, not just telling us what they are, but the tools also helping us through them and help giving us mm -hmm. the ability to more easily adapt on different platforms. Yeah, so it's been a, definitely an interesting, challenging, um, challenge with with doing snatchword across multiple uh, devices and and platforms and it's just um just highlighting how challenging even if you share a lot of the same code base across uh, multiple um, devices then then there is still differences that you have to take in, you know into account so i've got you know, Alexa working for a smart speaker and for the, the Echo Show line of things with uh, Alexa presentation language. Um, I, right now I've got Google Assistant that's working on smart speakers and hubs, but no really additional niceness as far as display stuff that I'm doing for the hub. And then um, from the, you know, just from the get-go, um, Bixby is, is multimodal in the fact that uh, the first thing you develop for is mobile and they have display stuff and they have their own view technology. Mm -hmm. So even though a lot of the intents and the codes the same, then, then I'm needing to get the data back to the device so that the device can display the different views and you know, even playing with the idea of, um, of doing multiple different uh, uh, form factors on the Bixby side of things, um, you know, and looking to 2021 for interactive canvas for adding that, that richness to, to Google and then considering, well, if I'm already gone the web route, then maybe I switch uh, APL out for web API for games. So that's, uh, you know, besides any additional um, modifications for, for the game, there's just enough. Uh, there's enough stuff. Wait. There's enough to to that you need to keep in mind as we're we're developing these sorts of things. So I think I think we're we're starting to see the tools providing these sorts of things. I mean, Jovo has always helped on some level being able to deploy to multiple ones, um, and multivocal has always had this notion of abstracting things just a little bit, so you didn't need to think as much about what the the details of the platform underneath you needed to to work with are. Yeah, and speech and markdown is something that you know that speech. helps on the SSML. You know, trying to to smooth the bumps out on that, so that you can use one um, set of text to speech um, content 
and have that uh, properly formatted speech-wise for the different platforms. Right, and I, and I think we're gonna start seeing more and more of that. I think, I truly think 2021 is gonna be the year of, of tooling, where we finally start to say, you know, we've, we've had enough of writing custom bits for each platform. Yeah. And start saying, okay, how do we, how do we abstract some of these notions? And how do we, how do we let our platforms handle some of these abstractions or handle some of the the complexities of making sure different platforms are handled correctly so do you think that's going to be more um, the tooling that devs use getting better or are you going to see more of a um, enhancement of features for no code tools to, uh, as a way to kind of start to bridge that gap or get closer um, I, I, or maybe tools that kind of bridge both of those, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be both. Uh, you know, I do think though we're going to start see. I, I think we're at a point where developers are saying, "This is getting ridiculous. We need better. We need better tools for us." Yeah. And you know, so you're going to see Jovo um, making tools that you know making the dev ang dev specific tools better. Um, it's work that I'm doing in multivocal, which is very clearly dev oriented. Yeah. Uh, but we're also going to see, I'm not sure we're ever, I'm not sure we're at a point where we can do good global low code. Um, I think voice flow is certainly moving in that direction. And even Google's moved in that direction to some extent. And Alexa has been, Alexa and Bixby have been there for a while with mm -hmm. uh, template like things. Uh, blueprints. Yep. Um, but I, I don't think we're, we're quite, I, I think there's still work that's going to be, that needs to be done there as well. Um, and I do think 2021, we'll see more of it. I hope we see more of it anyway. Yeah, I do too. One, one of the questions I posed a couple of weeks back was how much are we dog fooding our own process? One of, one of the milestones in any programming language is when the editor for that programming language is written in the language itself. It's, it's always an interesting milestone point. Yeah. When you can finally make something sophisticated enough, either, either the, the editor or the compiler, or you can make something sophisticated enough that it can bootstrap itself. We're not there with voice yet. We're not even close. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting to see what steps we are taking to get there. Yeah, and I think I think we'll keep making progress on on that front. I think there's lots of um, things. You know, I'm really excited still about voice and the things that I'm doing there, and still lots to, to learn. Um, which you know, as a lifelong learner, is something that you know is why I'm where I am <laughs> after all these years. Is still uh, learning new things with technology and uh, being able to implement solutions. So I'm I'm excited about the. Uh, the opportunities and what what's going to happen, you know, coming year and, and years to come. I'm I'm still oh, yeah. really excited no, about voice. I'm very excited about about not just where we're going, not just the big picture, not just you know where we're going to be in five years, because that's really exciting. Yeah. But I'm still excited about what what we're going to see this year. Yeah. You no, know, I do think we will see those nice incremental improvements that that let us say, yeah, this is the next step in voice development. This builds on the things we've already learned. We're applying the lessons that we learned about the problems that we had, the big friction points. 
and addressing them and moving to the next step. So we find the next big friction point. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's not going to be a completely solved problem, but I think we're ready to start applying lessons to make some, some of those challenges easier. And I think some of that may be, you know, how do we deal with content management and how do we deal with better response and how do we deal with, you know, responses that sound more fluid and better scripted and more, more natural. And then how do we deal with input? So they're more natural. How do we, you know, all of, all of these things that we as developers and oh, that we as developers need to work with designers Definitely. to find the right solutions for. And I think, I think that's where we're going to, to see progress. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we you know, anything that we can do to to um, offload stuff. I've been on plenty of projects where I've been the only person that's been wearing all the different hats or a small team um, of mostly developers. And uh, we need to find a way to better um, work with with designers and and people that are focusing. You know, I would love to have people that focus as much on the conversation design and think about that as much as I think about code. Mm -hmm. um, on how how things are going to you know the overall architecture of the system or how, how to solve this uh, particular problem, um, and you know, that's you know, one of the things I'm excited about with with where I am now is that we do have uh, a team of designers and you know, I I'm learning things already from them with oh, it's fantastic working with them so that's I'm really excited about that aspect and I I think the next step for all of that is is being able to take what the designer's vision is. Mm -hmm. and being able to execute it. And, and there again, I think, you know, we as developers need to up our game a bit. And we need to lean on the platforms to provide us the, the features so that we can do it and build the tools. And, you know, I, I think we're at the point where designers are beginning to catch up to us. And we, you know, they're, they're giving us their vision and we don't have the tools yet to meet their vision. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely uh, challenging to, uh, and it's exciting though to, to oh, also yeah. see what that vision is as far as of what it can be, and you're like, oh wow, yeah, let's 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 remove all the hurdles that we can and get these uh, voice experiences out there. Yes, no, definitely agreed. Well, cool. Um, so brand new 2021, and uh, just would love to continue as always um, hearing from you. Um, as far as the things that you're working on. So grateful for those that are um, followers of Two Voice Devs and uh, just and have a great year. We love the feedback that you've been giving us. We're looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this subject, on any subject, on what you would like to hear from us. Because I think one of the things that uh, that's gonna be important in 2021 as in order to do all of these things is for us to be able to communicate how we do them, how, how we as a community can do them. So we'd love to hear what you want to hear from us as well. Absolutely. And until then, we hope you have a fantastic new year, a great year ahead. We're looking forward to talking with you more about it on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, everybody. Take care.